Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's April 12, 2014, and this is episode 416. Today, I chat with commercial photographer and the king of compositing, Josh Rossi, in a fascinating interview in which Josh shares some of his compositing skills and business acumen. Based in Salt Lake City, Utah, Josh really does take his photography to a whole new level with his creativity and mad Photoshop skills. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. Learn lighting, portraiture, Photoshop skills and more from expert taught video courses. To start your seven day free trial, visit lynda.com MBP. For now, let's jump in and listen to my conversation with Josh Rossi. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by commercial photographer and the king of compositing, Josh Rossi. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me. We spoke a few days ago on, on your show, and uh, you know, we'll be talking about your podcast, which is incredible, by the way, uh, you know, during the, the course of the, this episode. But um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you on my show as well. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the compliments. Also, the king of compositing, that's a compliment. <laughs> well, that, I mean, you know, when I saw your work, I've seen it over the years, and, and I've, um, I've been always been amazed by it. It's not the sort of work that I myself would do, but it, it doesn't stop me from appreciating the, you know, the amazing creativity that, you, that you've got there. It's, and, of course, your mad Photoshop skills. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how how did you get started in photography? I mean, you're a commercial photographer, um, and obviously your your compositing takes it to a whole new level. Uh, but tell us how you got started in photography and and how you sort of came to to be this. You know, to to really got into the compositing side. Yeah, well, it's kind of a funny story. I remember I used to be in art. Just to cut the sh- uh, the story short, I used to be into art when I was younger. I used to paint and um draw portraits so i was into that whole thing then i sort of dropped it because i didn't see any way of making money Mm. then when it came to about i think it was after high school i started a wedding videography business and so i was shooting wedding videos Mm. and that i shot for about two years and it started to bore me a little bit now honestly i would work with a lot of photographers and i never really liked photographers i mean as people yes but like as the photography goes i just thought it's so simple they just had to take one shot and i'm here all day filming you know 24 every second <laughs> yeah and i you know i always thought like i'm more artistic you know not in a cocky way but i just never liked photography and then i remember one wedding i referred one of my good friends to the couple that i was shooting and at the end of the wedding i found out that I had charged $900 for, you know, the full day, Mm. which to me, I was young and I was like, oh, that's, you know, medium. It's okay. Income. And she had charged $3,500 for the same Mm. day. Mm. And from that second on, I started getting, I got the seed planted in me of, okay, you know, you can make money doing this. So that was, that was the financial sort of seed that was planted in me. Mm. Then as far as the creativity goes and the compositing, I went, I want to do something creative for a career. So after wedding videos, I went into, I sort of dropped those and went into advertising and mm. worked for a few ad agencies. I also went to Miami ad school for mm. a few semesters and studied art direction. 
And while I was there, you know, they were teaching us certain things, but I found myself researching on the internet advertisements and and different things like that on my own. Mm. And I came across a lot of commercial photographers and advertising photography, which I'd never seen before. And to me, it was mind blowing. And from that point, I would, I found myself just staying up till two or 3am looking at these photographers, finding the best ad photographers I could. Mm. And it was just a style that I thought, you know, that I felt that I needed. I felt like that was what I needed to do. And I would spend as much time as I could to recreate you know, the styles that I saw. And so basically I found a few photographers that inspired me more than any other photographers. And at first I sort of was copying their style, trying to get it down as much as possible. Mm. And then at a certain point I stopped and I quit looking at their portfolios completely, even though I had the desire to go on their websites and check out the new stuff they were doing, because I found myself you know, copying them too much. And I didn't want to copy anybody. Mm, mm. So I, I basically just, you know, would stop looking at it and, you know, I created my own style from there. Yeah. And so that's sort of how I got started in, you know, the whole compositing thing. Wow. Yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, I, I myself, if I'm going to be going to a certain location, for example, I, you know, some people go off and they'll look for, look at all of the images they can find on a certain location. And then what happens is when you get there, you're seeded with all of these, these images and you spend all of your time looking for other people's images. And then, and it, it stops you being creative yourself. So, you know, I tend to, I might get the initial impetus to go somewhere to actually say, okay, I, okay, I figured out that I, I like this particular this particular place, I'm going to go there. And then you work out the best season to go. But then I, st- I don't look at any images. I, I make sure that I don't plant any false seeds uh, because they, they tend to grow into something that, that isn't you. It's, it's got to come from you. So I'm to- I can totally relate to that. Yeah, so true. I, I totally agree. And I mean, same thing when I'm going to, I mean, I went to Jerusalem a few summers ago and to Italy to, for a job. And I, I remember going and not really looking at other photographers' pictures because I thought, you know, when I get to this place, I want to be completely refreshed. I want to get my own outtake on things. And I mean, it's the same thing as if, like, let's say you're living in your town and you're sick of shooting, you know, your surroundings, which I am. I live in Utah, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody is going to come to Utah and they're going to get a totally different perspective because why they haven't seen it already, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and that's just sort of the, the take I was trying to go for with, you know, the compositing and exactly what you were saying, not copying photographers, not looking at other photography as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. It's, it totally works for me too. Let me, before we go on, let me just remind the, the listeners that this will be released as episode 416. So I've actually put a few images from Josh. Josh sent three images over. So you can take a look at the sort of work that he does in the blog post. And we've got some URLs so you can go and visit Josh's website as well. But all of the information that we'll mention today is going to be in the blog post at mbp.ac slash 416. So uh, go and check out the images uh, if you haven't already, so that you can see uh, just the, the sort of amazing work that Josh is doing. So um, how much time goes into one of your images? You know, you 
say from the obviously you're you're doing you're creating a lot of it in photoshop but you've got a lot of base images that you're working with there how much time goes into into say one image or one series of images that you you put together on a theme well it keeps getting more and more i realized at the beginning <laughs> I, w- I was spending so here's the funny thing i was spending maybe five to ten hours on one image and wow. and then i would see i would hear other photographers saying oh my gosh i spent you know 30 hours on this image, you know, three, four days. And to me, I thought, okay, that's crazy, you know. But the thing is, as I was learning more and more, and I started getting more and more detailed, you know, went from 10 hours to 20 hours to 30 hours, mm. you know, to probably an average of 40 hours per composite. Wow, that's a full working week, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty insane. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I, I barely just trumped all my other projects with this Adobe thing. Mm. um 300 plus hours wow. so you know you get to that point you have to hire some of it out but it's you know it just keeps getting more and more and i keep saying i don't know how i'm going to top this image you know with is, is that <laughs> the one that you sent me with the adobe logo on the top left yeah yeah, yeah with it's all the incredible people, this i mean city. this is this is like oh it's it's cartoon like but you can tell that there's photographic elements in there but it's it's just a, it's another world isn't it it's crazy yeah but, yeah yeah wow. thank you thank you i try to you know keep that illustrated look that's sort of my style with sort of a fo- photographic look as well so it doesn't look completely fake but yeah you know not yeah. completely real either yeah some of the other images that i saw on your website like the the 007 style sort of you know, where, yeah where you've got the people on the side of the window mission impossible sort of stuff it's all it's just you can tell that you know obviously that it's been it's a composite or that it's it's been you know retouched a, a deal but it's just it's it's action. It's sort of fantasy action. It's yeah. You know, so I, I love looking at your work. Oh, thank you. Um. So you you've spent these. You know, while you're settling down to actually start and uh, to create an image. Obviously, uh, I imagine that if you're being commissioned to do something, you've got certain you've got a certain amount of art direction or or ideas that are being fed to you. But um, as you as you sit down to just create something from yourself, what, how do you, how do you get your ideas and your inspiration for your images? Yeah, well, a lot of people ask that question, you know, like where do your ideas come from? So I've actually had to think about it. You know, for me, <laughs> sure. for me, it just comes natural. You know, like I've done it a lot, so you you know you get to the next project, and I just do my thing. But so I thought about this, like where do I get the inspiration from? for an image. And I realized that I always try to, um, think of a, I always try to feel something Mm. when I'm thinking of an image. If I don't feel anything when I'm thinking of an image, I know that that image isn't going to go anywhere Mm. and it's not going to be good. So I always try to think of a story. Um, that's one important thing. And then, then I just let my mind, you know, sort of, sort of wander. You know, I think of, the basic concepts that the company gives me or the, the art directors give me. Mm. And I try to expand from there. You know, I think of all the uh, scenarios, all the ideas. So I, I basically just run through a ton of different ideas in my head. And the one that sticks out is the one that is emotional, that, you know, has feeling to it, you know, either adventure, curiosity, um, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So, so once you've got your ideas, you've, you've figured out what you want to shoot. What does the process look like? You know, from you, you've got to go out and actually start to grab, um, like a, an image for the background or, 
you know, then you need a, you, the people that you put into there. I imagine you've got to light them in such a way that they drop into the scene well or, you know, how does the rest of the process there look like before you actually start to put the images together? So before I actually take it into Photoshop, I have to shoot every image like you were saying. And yeah, you have to light the people exactly how you shot the background. So for example, if the sun is behind the camera, you mm. have to shoot the models with that same lighting. You know, the the better um, matched up the lighting is, the better the picture is going to be, you know, and the more convincing the composite's going to be. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. So Absolutely. Yeah, so I have to shoot everything. And even that gets more and more complicated over time, which is hilarious because <laughs> at first, <laughs> at first, you know, you shoot a few things and you, you come out with cool images and then the next client or the next project requires something more. I'm always trying to push myself. So I actually got to a point where a client was like, okay, I want, I want a shot of a person, a cool portrait. You know, one side is like a military edit. The other side is a robot. So I want you to make this person a robot. And I just stop him there and say, look, I know you think I'm like a genie or something, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> or magician, I can't make a robot out of a person. Like that doesn't even exist for me to take a picture of, you know. Yeah. Or or it's just so complicated. That's CG work, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it gets to a point where I sometimes, you know, have to um step back a few steps and say, Okay, I probably can't shoot, you know, that image. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. And I try to keep everything photographic too. That's sort of my thing. Um mm. I think it's more authentic that way. And and yeah, so I yeah. just I have to shoot every piece of my shots. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, the the first image that you sent that's going to be in the blog post that you sent okay. me of the the uh, the girl like jumping up. I think you called it beat down. Yeah, um, that I mean that image. You obviously you added sparks and things like that. But apart from that, all of the other elements in there are are things that you photographed the background and then the uh, the people. You know, the 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 two people fighting. That they yeah. Were, so is this made of two different images, a background and the and the people, or is there more to that? Yeah, that one was two images. That was one of my more simpler mm. images, you know, just the background, then the foreground. I also shot, if you notice, down in the bottom right, I don't know if anybody will see that, but there's like little rocks. It's sort of like this oh, dust, yeah. something. So I actually shot that. That's one rock or two or three rocks duplicated. Yeah, so that, um, so that's like the what she's kicking up as she jumps up in the air, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So even that, you know, you shoot one rock, two or three rocks, and then you cut them out, <laughs> duplicate them, add some motion blur, whatever. So yeah, yeah. Wow. So I guess three layers. I don't know. <laughs> of right. what I well, yeah, shot. but the the amount of detail that you you know that that you go into is crazy. Um, so you know, I saw on your, your website, we're just going to step back a little bit. I looked at your about page and you mentioned that you were, when you first started doing your composites for a year and a half, you didn't show anyone your work. And, and that, that kind of, I mean, that amazed me. Um, why, why was that? Did, was, you know, what was the reason that you sort of kept it to yourself for so long? Well, cause I wasn't satisfied with what, yeah. with the where, where where I was. You know, I was doing some cool stuff, but 
But I remember spending multiple times 10, 15 hours on one composite. Mm. And at the end, I was so frustrated that I'd delete the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I would delete it off my hard drive so I could never see it again because I was so <laughs> frustrated at what I'd wow. created. And, and so even though I had good, some good images, you know, I didn't really have a reason to show people that that was mainly what it was. Mm. I didn't, I didn't never thought that I would be a commercial photographer. Honestly, honestly, I just thought, you know, it'll, it'll be a cool hobby. I just want to get down a cool style. And so after a year and a half, I think I released like one image to one of my friends, just, just my close friend. And he was blown away. Wow. And, and I was doing photography before that, you know, just doing model shoots and whatever. And so my first composite came out and he was like, this is amazing. What is this? You know, mm. this is, this is the coolest picture I've ever seen you do. And so, so then I started compositing more, you know, I did, I did another bigger composite, showed it to more people and same reaction. It's like, whoa, this is the coolest thing you've ever done. So I kept on doing <laughs> more and more, but, um, yeah, I, I just didn't have a reason really to, and maybe I was insecure. I don't know. Well, I, I think it's, I mean, it, it's a testament to your, uh, you know, the, how much detail goes into this stuff. You, you've got high, you know, it, you set the hurdles high and, uh, and I think that's probably why you're, you're in the position that you're in. You, you obviously make sure that things are, are ready for the world before you, before you put it out there. I'd like to just quickly jump in and mention lynda.com, our new sponsors from this week. Lynda.com offers over 2,400 high-quality and engaging video courses taught by industry experts with courses added weekly. Courses are for all levels of experience, from beginner to advanced, and all courses are produced to the highest quality. It's not like watching home videos or something, and it's incredibly easy to find what you need. If you want to improve your photography skills or learn about the latest photo gear, master the latest version of Lightroom, lynda.com helps anyone learn software, creative and business skills to achieve personal and professional goals. Pricing starts at $25 per month and gives you unlimited access to thousands of courses. I myself have been using lynda.com since May 2009 and have delved in for general photography information as well as getting quick and easy to understand instruction on things like the new features in a new release of, say, Photoshop or Lightroom. I've studied copyright, Adobe Premiere Pro, After Effects, Flash, Fireworks and InDesign. And although it's not photography related, as a personal project, I've recently been learning how to create music and have been back in lynda.com over the past month learning Apple's Logic Pro 10. And if you've ever played around with Logic Pro, you'll understand that there's pretty much no way that you're going to learn that stuff by yourself. Having a resource like lynda.com on hand makes learning the complicated applications and techniques that we use in photography every day a breeze. The instructors in all courses are professionals at the top of their field and are passionate about teaching. You can watch from a computer, tablet or mobile device And whether you have 15 minutes or 15 hours free, you can learn at your own pace and on your own terms. Courses are structured so that you can learn from the start to finish or jump in and just find a quick answer. In addition to the video, each course includes searchable transcripts, playlists and certificates of course completion, which you can now publish directly to LinkedIn. 
which is great to have those on your profile if you're a professional in the field. Premium members with an annual plan can also download courses to their iPhones and iPads and wash them offline. So I've worked out a great deal with lynda.com to provide you with a special offer to access their entire library for free for seven days. That's incredible. You can watch a hell of a lot in seven days. So visit lynda.com slash MBP and start your seven day free trial. So that's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash MBP. I'll put a link in the show notes, of course, but there'll also be a graphic in the sidebar at martinbaileyphotography.com that you can click and go to check out this incredible resource. Okay, let's jump back in now and continue my conversation with Josh Rossi. Are there any special tools? I mean, I imagine you use a, a Wacom tablet. Um, is, is there anything, you know, well, actually, let me just ask you a question. Do you use, when you're at your, your workstation, do you use your Wacom tablet for everything or do you use a mouse and, or a trackpad as well? Um, yeah, I use my Wacom tablet for most everything just because the more practice, the better, you know, I mean, I've mm. been using it for years, but, yeah. but you know, the better you are at that, the, the better your images are going to come out, the smoother they're going to look, smoother the lines are going to look. So most yeah. of the time I use that. Sometimes I just can't anymore. And it's like, let me just use the mouse yeah. to click, you know? <laughs> I see, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I use a, a Wacom as well, but I, I only use it when I'm, when I'm retouching. And, and then I, I just put the, put the pen down and, and I'll go back to my trackpad. So um, I can relate to that. But, yeah, I... So is there, um, you know, you, you work on tablet, you do most of the compositing in Photoshop? Yeah, I do um, all the compositing in Photoshop. I don't use Lightroom for coloring or anything. Just mm. um, I shoot. Yeah, as far as equipment goes, I was actually going to say that when I was first starting, I saw these big commercial photographers using so much gear, like in, an incredible amount of gear with huge uh, whatever, I don't even know what they're called, scrims or something to block yeah. out the sun, just these huge sheets. Yeah. And, and I thought I'm never going to get there. I mean, how, what is that like $50,000 worth of equipment? Mm. And so I started off using two speed lights in the sun, you know, uh, to yeah. create my three light setup, um, yeah. with, I was shooting a Nikon D 300 for a long time, mm. started with the D 80, went to D 300, then eventually got the Mark two. But you know, for most of my initial composites that that people loved, you know, were shot with just two um, flashes, you know, two off-camera, like, small Canon 580s or whatever. Yeah, wow. Um, with no umbrella. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... Well, that, that, I could, <laughs> that probably matches your, you know, you've got a, uh, you know, a lot of your images, you've got a, a nice a cool grunge look in there and, and that's harder light is better for that. I imagine. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You've, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Listen to this. So, um, do you ever, do you shoot, you mentioned earlier that you, you know, you, you shoot all of the elements in your, in your images, things like explosions and stuff like that. Do you actually shoot those or do you, do you grab those or license images to, that you can't shoot yourself? Well, with the explosions, it's a two part thing because I've created them up until now. I take one image, like a stock file mm. and duplicate it and get brushes and create my own explosion out of it. So sort yeah. of 
an artistic thing where I'm creating it. But recently I met a friend in, um, I was at a conference after dark in Missouri and I met, um, a friend that shoots fire or the blows fire, Oh wow! you know, spits fire. So I took a bunch of background shots with that. I still haven't composited that, but it looks pretty, you know, awesome. So, oh, cool. um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So you've got, um, obviously, you know, you've got a number of, uh, websites that I that I've been browsing around and, and I'm enjoying um one of the places that I think you know if people find that they want to to take a look at your compositing work you've got an amazing resource called composite planet tell us about that yeah so I started comp composite planet because when I first started compositing I couldn't find any place to learn about compositing how mm. I wanted to learn about it yeah and there were just a lot of techniques that I had no clue about, you know, and so, I mean, for example, I didn't know that you had to shoot, even as simple as it sounds, you have to shoot the background at the same height as the foreground. And a lot of people don't even understand that, which it sounds simple to some, but a lot of my friends just don't get that. And so little tips like that, um, you know, make up composite planet. I teach, you know, quick tips. There's also pro tutorials that show, you know, everything that I do from, pre-shoot to you know post-production and yeah i just show people everything you know how i shoot what lights i use mm. you know the lighting setups um a lot of it is in photoshop so i show them the coloring i show them how to create um, i sort of branded um this look called the josh rossi effect it's just this sort of painted surreal look that mm. i add to every photo and i teach that and mm. so yeah that that's basically it um and now we're getting into giving away free uh backgrounds to people that they can use in their own composites so um, oh, cool. yeah it's interesting we're giving away one a day and people just go on and the um the backgrounds are shot at a certain height and people can download those for free and shoot a model at the same height you know mm. place in the background and have a composite you know that looks pretty good wow yeah that had never really occurred to me that you have to be at the same height but i imagine if if it's off by more than a few degrees it's going to look really weird when you start to stick it together so yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah and i mean even you know there's like the same height and the same angle you know you could shoot at the same height but you shoot at the wrong angle mm. and a slightly wrong angle you can tell you know so then you'll have to do a lot of warping in photoshop which a lot of the time won't Mm. really fix you know that error so you have to get a lot of it right in yeah. camera wow yeah yeah that's great i mean so um if if someone wants to go over and over to Com composite planet you, you've um you've got a, a landing page that where someone they can get something uh they can get a free a free um tutorial right yeah yeah so go to compositeplanet.com and you you can actually get a free tutorial if you put in your email for the newsletter yeah. and you also get 10% off. So that's just a deal we're doing right now. Um, and it's right there on the front page. You just, you know, you'll see it. It says um, subscribe for, for a free tutorial. So yeah, it's just a pro tutorial that we normally sub. We give it away for free. Oh, excellent. So that's comp compositeplanet.com. So if you're interested yeah. in that, do go over and take a look. What advice can you give someone that, you know, really has got no idea. I imagine that a, a number of the listeners are going to say, oh, wow, okay, so I, I want to I get into this. We've already touched on a lot of key points, but what advice can you give to someone that wants to start to create a composite image? They've never done it before at all. So 
advice for somebody that's never done a composite before. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wide. I know it's a, it's a wide topic. No, yeah. I mean, there's, I would say just, just shoot. Okay. There's a few things. Like I said earlier, shoot the background, shoot every element at the same height. Mm. That's, that's going to make your composite look awesome and then match up the lighting as best as possible. So those are the two number two tips that are like super simple. Um, but it'll make your composite look awesome. Some, sometimes people try, and here's the thing, people take stock images and they try to create a composite out of stock images. Mm. I've, I've never done that up until recently. So, you know, I've been shooting for seven years now and up until recently I started using a few stock images because I just don't have time to go out and shoot them. Mm. And it's just really hard to match those up. You, you have to have a trained eye because you don't know what height those were shot, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I guess my number one tip, number one tip would be to shoot everything yourself. So you have control over it and you mm. can practice and you can see, you know, the height of things. You can see the perspective. You can see how, how to match things up. Got it. Yeah. How do you connect with your clients? You've got, obviously you've got a lot of big, I'm not asking for business secrets here as much, but, um, you know, you, you've worked for some very big clients. I don't know that a lot of it's just coming from word of mouth and, and the, you know, you, you've become well known for this, but is there anything specific that you do to try to collect, connect with new clients? Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you everything I've done right now. There's no business secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, um, I'll, I'll just tell you what I've done that's worked for me. I mean, everybody does it differently. Like, I, I mean, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I, you know, do the podcast full-time photographer and people come on all day talking about how they have got success, you know, mm. how they got to that point. So for me personally, what I found to work is, um, is just those connections. I haven't really done much advertising, mm. um, per se. I've gone out and one thing that really worked for me is at the beginning I had, I saw this guy on YouTube. His name's Devin Supertramp. And mm. some of you might know him, some of you might not, but he does really cool videos. Just he has a huge following on YouTube and he does these action sports videos. Mm. So I saw those and it interested me a lot, you know, and I thought, okay, maybe I could connect with this guy. I really didn't even know what I wanted to do with him. I just emailed him and mm. said, Hey Devin, let me offer you an image, you know, for your brand, for your portfolio, whatever you know, and you can have it straight up. Um, and here's some of my other images. So instantly he he got back to me and he saw, you know, my images and he thought, okay, this is cool because our brands sort of collide, not collide. They, they can connect really well, you know, action sports, you do action type imagery. Yeah. And so he invited me to one of his shoots and now he gets a huge following. Like right now he's almost at 2 million subscribers on YouTube and and, you know, each video gets a ton of hits. And so I went to one of his shoots um, and I did an image for him. And after that, you know, he posted on his Facebook, which had 130 something thousand. I instantly went from 900 fans to 5,000 fans within a matter <laughs> of a couple weeks. Yeah. And and from there, it wasn't only about the fans because the Facebook fans, it's like whatever. But, you know, people started... Cu- contacting me for jobs and people saw that you know i was connected with somebody cool i mean i could have been a nobody before then Mm. and all of a sudden i was connected to this this guy he's not a huge celebrity but he does have a following Mm. um from there 
he was dating this um, musician that was very big and uh, Lindsay Sterling, for those of you who know her. And I happened to be on a shoot where he was shooting her and she has another huge following. So I ended up doing a bunch of work for her. Um, (laughs) She eventually got signed on by Lady Gaga's manager. um, And I recently did her album cover um, and I'm sure there's going to be more connections there because everybody loved the images. So anyway, it was just from the beginning point, that was one thing that I did to, you know, get business and just to connect, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I guess share, share my name out there. And that's just what worked for me. And so I'm consistently trying to, you know, meet new people that are just inspiring. And, and it's not only people that have big followings. I just love meeting people that are inspiring because then you can create, things together you can create work together that inspires other people um and so yeah that's i don't know that's just one tip okay that's that's a very good tip you have um have you you know you i imagine that with the the impact that your images have now uh do you ever show anyone like straight photography anymore or is it always your composite I don't. I don't show yeah. anybody straight I, photography. I can imagine that you wouldn't. I mean, it, it, it's the, these are so they've got to be so satisfying as a completed thing. It's just it, your normal photography pales next to it. So it's. I can imagine that you wouldn't. I, I knew the answer to that before I asked it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's funny because I do still shoot. You know, friends' weddings or you know stuff for friends that and family you know, family portraits for friends, you know, cause they're like, shoot my stuff. So I go and shoot it, but I honestly don't even edit it. I don't want to edit it. Mm. Um, because that's, I don't feel like I'm a traditional photographer. I'm more like a digital artist and I use photography, you know, mm. in, in my art. And so just plain photography, I, I find that, you know, event photographers are just way better. Like their stuff is way better because that's how they're trained. And so I'm like, here's the raw images, just take them. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm not going to edit these. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, just I, I can imagine if you if you decide that you're actually going to edit them, it's going to take you 15 hours. So, exactly. and, and you're going to have like spacemen flying around and all sorts. So, exactly, yeah. exactly, 100. I actually did that recently, where I shot a friend's wedding. I was like, "Here's the wedding," but then, but then I I ended up not having anything to do for an evening. So I spent you know four or five hours on one image for mm. nothing. You know, it's like, <laughs> why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's incredible. So you, you mentioned briefly earlier your podcast and, and we, uh, you know, we, I, we, we hooked up through, through your podcast, but, um, tell us about, about the podcast. How did that start? And, uh, and just give us a little bit more information about what you're doing over there. Yeah. First of all, you were very inspiring. So to come on my podcast, that was awesome. No, not at all. I loved our interview. So that being said, the podcast is all about the business of photography. It's five day a week podcast. It's a daily inspiration, quick, you know, 20, 30 minute, um, interviews talking specifically about how each photographer makes money in in this industry. And like how we talked, you know, it's so interesting. You have so many, um, ways of making money in photography, you know, it's so inspiring. And every photographer that comes on has, you know, a different story that's just super interesting as to how they made photography. And so, yeah, that's just the idea of it. Like I said, we do it five days a week. Mm. Um, it's quick inspiration. 
Yeah. So, I mean, as I mentioned when we spoke before, you it, it is awe-inspiring that you're doing five a week. I mean, I I, I often, um, I you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time, but I, I every once a week is probably as much as I could manage. Every so often, um, if I'm going to be going away somewhere, I'll try and pull in two per week and pre-record. And even that kills me. So, you know, it, hats off to you for uh, yeah. that's just crazy yeah, schedule. Yeah, five a week so. is pretty crazy. Yeah. And I have some friends that do it seven days a week. And <laughs> I don't know how they do it. You know, it's an extra two, but I'm like, man, five is my limit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, two is mine and one mostly. So uh, congratulations on that. But congratulations. <laughs> I mean, the, the, podca- the podcast itself, I mean, Please, uh, for for anyone that is is listening, uh, you've got to listen to to Josh's uh, interviews because you know that they're, they're just uh, they they are very inspiring and and you, if you're getting into the business side of photography and even if you're not, I mean they're they're entertaining as well. But do go over and take a listen. Um, so, what's the best you are? I know that it's all linked from Josh joshrossi.com. Um, is there anywhere other? We've got, I'll, I'll put links to Josh Rossi and Composite Planet in the in the show notes and your Twitter, Facebook, etc. They'll all be in the show notes at mbp.ac/slash416. Um, is there anywhere else for, that you'd like to send people, Josh? I mean, the podcast is called Full Time Photographer, and you can go to fulltimephotographer.com. But like you said, everything is underneath Josh Rossi. So if you just remember the name. Josh Rossi, joshrossi.com, everything's there, podcast, tutorials, and you can link to everything. Yeah, okay, great stuff. And I'll, I'll put a link to the full-time photographer page in the, in the show notes as well. So, Josh, thanks very much. It's, I know that you're busy, <laughs> um, crazy busy, so thanks for your time, and uh, I've really enjoyed talking with you today. Martin, you are the man. <laughs> you're, you're the inspiring one. Not <laughs> thanks at all. for having me. Yeah, thank thanks you. Thanks for having me. That really was a lot of fun. Josh is such a talented guy. So do go over and take a look at joshrossi.com, check out his work, check out Composite Planet and his tutorials, and also Full-Time Photographer, the podcast, is just, uh, it's turning out, he's been doing it, um, you know, like, like you said, five a week, and so he's only been doing it for a couple of months now, but he's already got 70 or so episodes in there, and they're all full of gems of wisdom, pearls of wisdom, So thank you very much for listening today. Remember that you can find me on Google+, Twitter and Facebook, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. And in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.